match. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Sportsman <laughs> Podcast featuring your favorite host, Joey DeMar Coldcuts, Big Ticket, and myself, Mikey V. Beardown, because it's a pleasure to be with you uh, on this week of Christmas and the holidays approaching the new year, 2024. And what better way to ring in the new year with not one, but two, two episodes of the Sportsman Podcast. That's what we're bringing to you. Fuck our holiday schedule. <laughs> Fuck our families and our friends. We are here for you. That's what matters most, and that's why we're ripping it today. I'll give it back to the man with the plan, and that's the big ticket. Tick, over wow. to you. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate that. A lot of energy out of you today. I'll bring it up, too. I'm excited to be... You got something else. You threw it to me, and now you got something Yeah, else. those those straw hats in the background are phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually love if you wore one of those for the entirety of the episode. I think it would sure. be appropriate. Sure. The one, with the, little, the one with the fern hanging off of it, if we can. Or maybe that's basil. I can't see sure. from here. I'll give you that. You need that? I'll okay. give it to you. Right. How, about, how about he wears one for one episode, one for the other? That's an even better idea, Joe. So it looks like we're actually recording two separate <laughs> Episodes, yes. <laughs> oh, this is <laughs> he looks oh like oh my god, he looks, he looks like, a, like Huckleberry Finn. No, you know what he looks like, bro? He looks like the farmer emoji on the iPhone. <laughs> That's what he looks like is the farmer emoji. That is um, incredible. Okay, all right, gentlemen. Uh, Mikey introduced the show. Make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe, and follow the Instagram account. Uh, and the YouTube, make sure you get your questions in there. That's how Mr. Anderson then gets them to us, and we will answer them at the end of each episode. More questions being answered. we got two episodes each week, so that's double the questions. So really make sure you guys fire that in there. Um, gentlemen, a lot happened. Um, big week, Christmas Eve, then Christmas, and then we even had a Thursday uh, uh, game. It was pretty family members weren't happy with how, how glued to the tv i was i mean i i it was <laughs> christmas day specifically i mean it was all day football the next game just ran into the next one um how was your christmas guys let's start there how was your christmas mikey how was yours great christmas great to be uh with all my family um you know both sides my my side and my wife's side um always a good time a lot of overeating um, you know, uh, this is, this is a dark week for me. It is every year in terms of diet, the diet just, just, just is not, just <laughs> is not on, on point for this week, but this is one of those weeks, you know, just, just try and stay on some sort of a, a track, whether it be, uh, you know, something to just get yourself upright and moving a little bit, but enjoy your, take some time to take a deep breath, enjoy the fruits of your labor, uh, that you've, that you've completed for the entire year and, and move on. But all in all, great Christmas. That's awesome, man. Well, and, much... and Joe, how was yours? It was it was good, hectic, but good. I was back in yeah. Canada. Ticket yeah. um, <laughs> is really struggling He's, over that there. That wire is caught up in the fern, Joe. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Is that a is that a ficus? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck what? it is, dude, but it's fucking <laughs> He's there you go. Out. There you go. There that's he good. goes. Whoa! Oh, well, the one is even better. That's even better. Just having the one is even better. Oh, All right, Joe. Falling apart is, that that thing's falling apart more than the San Francisco 49ers like, last yeah, night. We've man. got real business to get to, and I might have to take the fucking hat off. Um, but we'll see. Um, gentlemen, let's just jump right into it. Let's jump to what most people thought was going to be the best game of the week. Um, it was decent for the first 
I don't know, five, 10 minutes. 49ers, Ravens, Ravens walk into San Francisco, ready to fucking play. Um, they beat the brakes off of the 49ers in their own home. Brock Purdy got absolutely exposed. Um, Mikey, what'd you see in that game? Um, I saw a team in Baltimore that I'm happy I put a future bet on back in August to win the Super Bowl, to win the AFC, to win the AFC uh, North. Um, and on the flip side, San Francisco, I thought the officials tried to gift them a couple uh, early Christmas presents early in that game. The safety, which should have never – fuck that hat ticket. Fuck that hat. Fuck that was it. a bad idea by me. Um, the 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 safety that should have never been a safety. That was ridiculous. They, I think the NFL now at the winter meetings are, um, you know, certainly uh, before the league year starts when they have the meetings before the draft, the owners' meetings – um, and the general manager, me, they need to come to the rules committee with something in case that happens again. You cannot, especially if now people are going to say, well, he backpedaled, you know, 15 yards. It's Lamar Jackson. That's how Lamar Jackson plays. If Lamar, if that referee does not trip, Lamar Jackson gets out of the end zone there. The referee literally cost them a safety. And then there was another phantom holding penalty against Baltimore's defense to the next San Fran possession. And you thought, whoa. You know, five nothing. It's not a touchdown. It's not insurmountable. But all the momentum in the world to San Francisco. And what did Baltimore do? They just came back out there. The defense was flying around the football, flying to the football, gang tackling, secondary, every level of the defense, the line, the linebackers in the secondary, getting their hands up, tipping balls up into the air, and just ball hawking. The defense is a ball hawking defense. Four interceptions of Brock Purdy. Um, I don't want to say that Purdy got exposed. You know, this is one of the better premier defenses in the league. Now, to me, you now people will come at me with stats about the Browns defense. To me, the Baltimore defense is the kind of defense that I want. Maybe it's not as shut down when it comes to yards per game for their opponents, but they make plays. They make these splash plays to complement that offense a little bit and take it more off of the offense's plate. But Lamar was masterful to a degree. I mean, he just did what he had to do. Uh, to score the touchdowns when he had to score them, feeding off of all those turnovers. They took advantage of almost every single one of them. And uh, the Ravens made a statement. I think a lot of people, including myself, thought San Francisco were going to you know, comfortably win this game potentially, maybe even cover that spread. And I think Baltimore came in there with a chip on their shoulder saying, hey, you know what? Uh, we have a former MVP quarterback on our team, and we're going against this guy who maybe we don't think is that good. And perhaps they've laid a blueprint on how to beat San Francisco. Like Nick Bosa says, the Niners established the blueprint how to beat the Eagles. Perhaps uh, that's what Baltimore did with San Francisco because whatever they were doing defensively had the 49ers, besides Christian McCaffrey, extremely frustrated. Extremely frustrated. Great win for Baltimore. For the Niners, not the end of the world. Not like, oh my God, the sky is falling in my opinion, but certainly an eye-opening experience on Christmas night. Yeah, I would resonate everything that he or, or I would everything Mikey said is true. Um, I Purdy is very interesting to me because I think sometimes he looks so poised in the pocket and he looks like he has everything under control. He did not look under control at all that entire game. He looked frazzled. He looked now I'm not a couple of interceptions. You cannot blame him for tip yeah. balls, this and that, but he just didn't. There was no point when Baltimore was surging in that game where Purdy stepped up and made a big play to get San Francisco like back in it. It just looked like they had no answers. It looked like they had no like 
the defense just swarmed, man. They looked like they were hungry. That was like the Ray Lewis, Terrell Suggs days when they just were like everywhere and like gang tackling, man, like, like, like for blood. Um, I, on the flip side, I, I honest to God, and people are going to think it's ridiculous. I think at some point Lamar Jackson might enter the MVP discussions, especially considering Brock Purdy, who might have been the favorite, had a horrific game. Dak lost again. McCaffrey had a terrible game. And Tyreek really didn't do anything. So, you know, the Ravens are now the team leading the league. They have had all these injuries, you know, Mitchell and Andrews and Dobbins. And, I mean, you can go on. They brought in some pieces that look like they're working. OBJ looks like he's decent. Um, and I think it's all on the back of Lamar. Lamar, the favorite to win the league MVP now. Minus, one, now? Mine, minus 170. Christian McCaffrey plus 400. Brock Purdy plummets to plus 1,200 as the MVP. Now? One week one does game, minute. Yeah, and well, in the race, facing off two top against each other. And one has a dominant performance and the other has a, listen, let's call it for what it is. It was a putrid performance. Yes, the tip balls, of course, you can't, I guess you can't blame for everything, but four interceptions is four interceptions, no matter how you slice it. Uh, so it's ugly. Yeah. The first so one was it, the worst. It's ugly. Biggest takeaways from Sunday to me ticket, uh, Raiders defense, Chiefs stumbling, but number one to me is this Ravens team. The Ravens planted a flag, I think, uh, right now. And, and they made a case that, Perhaps they, they are the best team. Now, I still think San Francisco, with all those weapons, is going to be very difficult for anyone in the NFC to beat them. And, it, you know, this Ravens team may be the best suited team in the AFC to beat them because of that defense. But will the Ravens be able to make it through the AFC playoffs against some of these other contenders in the AFC? That's yet to be seen. But there was another game on Sunday that also yeah. painted a big picture of the AFC playoffs. <laughs> Yeah. Well, a couple things. Uh, one, I agree with Mikey. I, I don't think this is a huge setback for the 49ers. If anything, it's just a bit of a wake up call for Brock Purdy getting, I think now that he has that MVP thing out of the way, it's not going to happen for him. I think he can start focusing a little bit more on, on making this offense as efficient as possible. Uh, the other thing is that they were talking about him all night and for good reason, that's safety for uh, Baltimore. Is it Hamilton? Is it Kyle, Kyle Hamilton? Hamilton from Notre, Notre Dame. Dame number 14. Yeah. He, He's a, He's a problem. He was a stud at Notre Dame. Big He's problem. a prop. He's he was a, a big stud old at prop. Notre Dame. All American yeah. safety, long, long, super long for safety, um, and super athletic. When you have a safety like that who can run the way he can, but his his advantage is his length. He's yeah. such a big, imposing guy to be able to run like that in the back end. I mean, there's not too many guys in the league built like that for that position. Big fucking problem. Um, Lamar, I mean, listen, he, he, the best thing about Lamar that he seems to have really learned how to do compared to where he started in the league to where he is now, everyone will tell you it's the passing, and that has improved tremendously. It's his ability to not force plays. When the defense wasn't giving him much, he didn't force anything. He just took what he was getting and let the 49ers make the mistakes on their offensive side. And it fucking worked out. Lamar was really a leader on the offense there. He always is, but he is he has improved tremendously in that area of the game. And it's that's why the Ravens are 12 and three. Um, now to sidebar slightly, I do have a question for you. Because in my head, it doesn't make sense. 
Lamar Jackson is now the favorite, which I agree with. But Josh Allen has more touchdown passes, a few more interceptions. He has a ton of uh, rushing yards, just like he's more rushing touchdowns than Lamar does. And it's not that he's not ahead of Lamar. It's that I think Josh is something like plus 1,200 and Lamar is like minus 300, whatever it is. Josh Josh is in fifth, plus 1,300 behind Brock Tua. Christian McCaffrey and Lamar. So, so someone walk me through that. I mean, I get that they favor the teams with really like one of the better teams. I do get that, but the huge disparity of of him well, being you look, fifth. A lot of interceptions for Josh. This yeah, year. he leads. The, I believe he leads the league. Ten, ten consecutive games with an interception thrown by Josh Allen. But he has uh, thirteen more touchdowns. He's got I, I understand that, but you got to also look that first game against the Jets or that one at one of those. I mean. He literally probably, you know, for as good as he's been throughout the year, he cost him that game. And I think he would admit that fair. too. That's fair. I mean, okay. he's, I think he's, that... he's had moments that have been unbelievable, but he's also had moments where he's made some mistakes. And as a result, it's cost the Bills some games that they could have won. That's true. I just think the Bills, Josh Allen and the Bills have been involved in so many more high profile games that people believe they should have won not even high pro- high profile games. I just mean where they're the feature team and it's national TV or whatever. Uh, it's a, it's a main afternoon game, uh, Sunday night and Monday night. They've had so many opportunities and they've, they've, they've fallen flat on their face in a lot of spots yeah. that game against the giants. They arguably should have lost that game against the, there's just, sure. there's too many of those games and the Ravens don't have really, they've lost yeah. three games the whole year. And I just think Joe is right also to a degree. Those turnovers have just been such a bugaboo for Josh this year. And when you're seeing the way Buffalo's offense has struggled so mightily in some, and also Lamar's offense, let's be honest, like he doesn't have a Stefan Diggs. His, his number one guy is out. Mark Andrews is his top pass catcher. He's been out for weeks. Yeah. He doesn't have a Diggs. and arguably this other guy. And I know he's Jekyll and Hyde, but when he's uh, Gabe Davis. Dr. Jekyll, when Gabe Davis is Dr. Yeah. Jekyll and he's going he's as good, good, he's as good as yeah, anybody. he sure is. Yeah, I, I just feel like Lamar, like like Josh, like he's got those two weapons, and Lamar's just making By the way, salad out of chicken shit. Dustin Kincaid is a premier upcoming tight end, yeah, and they still got Dawson Knox. And they still got, I mean, James Cook can catch the ball out of the backfield. Listen, I, I love Josh more than anybody. And if it were up to me, I'd I'd give it to him right now That's just because right. I, I think right. he's the best guy ever. But I think what Lamar is doing, I, I, I think it's how the, Ra- the Ravens seem year in and year out to just continuously adapt to all the hurdles and all the bullshit and all the injuries that come up their way. It, it, it's kind of a testament to how good of a coach John Harbaugh is as well. It's a testament to that organization. That organization drafts so very well. The coach is so very good. And their system just, I said this, I was saying this on Twitter, like, I just feel like I wish Justin Fields was in a position with an organization like Baltimore who knew how to draft offensive linemen, who knew how to build a team, who had a great coach like, and John Harbaugh, make no mistake about it, he's a great NFL coach. Um, yeah, his brother's is. a dude, his brother's a douchebag, but he himself is a great NFL coach. Um, so I, I, I just think Lamar is just in a great spot. You know, he's in a great spot. Plus the fact that he's an extremely talented player. I mean, there's no question about that. 
Yeah, that's MVP, look back. I mean, listen, I think Josh would tell you. I think MVP is such a fickle award. Oh, and for it goes sure. Really by how hot, the, how hot the team is that you're on that year, and a lot has to do with that. My point was you know, never that Josh should be leading right now. It was only the huge disparity that made me wonder what was going on. But I mean, all fair points by you guys. I think that's you know that's what's probably crazy? what's happening. You wind the clock back to like you know the summer this year and all the you know negotiations with Lamar and whether or not he was going to be with the Ravens or what was going to happen. I mean, you look now, it's like, oh my God, how was that even a, a how was that even an issue? Because now it's like it's roses now. Well, this guy wins the MVP. This guy wins the MVP. He's that's a major <clears throat> fuck you to everybody sure. who, didn't, who a wanted to stonewall him. And B, all those teams who claim that there was never even a, a thought about having a discussion with them. That's a big... You know what it is, Mikey, is anytime there's a, an elite talent, you look at Rodgers had the same thing when they brought in Jordan Love and they drafted him in the first round and he had had some issues. Anytime you have an elite talent who gets severely undermined and who gets questioned by the organization, it seems like they come up and have the best year ever. And you're seeing yep. the same thing with Lamar as you did with Rodgers a few years back when Love was drafted, and he won back-to-back MVPs. So it's, it's you know, when these guys have talent like that, there's so few quarterbacks in the league that possess a caliber of talent like that. They deserve to get paid. <laughs> yeah, and Mikey's right, too. I mean, the word, uh, there's been a number of articles that have come out. Everyone's talking about how just that that Baltimore Ravens organization is like players that have played elsewhere and have then come to Baltimore. I think OBJ was one of them. He was like, it's night and day. This is Roquan this is, Smith. This, Roquan, 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 Roquan Smith. Smith, same thing. This is same, an unbelievable same, organization. The same thing. Yeah, so, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's it's, it's why they're doing so well. And the only thing that they've ever fumbled with was the fact that they, you know, almost fucked up the Lamar Jackson thing. But they made it right, so yeah. everyone seems. They happy. also severely overpaid Joe Flacco. Sure. Well, that was a while back. I think things have changed since then. But yeah, that that well, also. Well, Flacco looks better than ever now. <laughs> sure does. Sure does. Um, oh my god. Well. Uh, to parlay it from from Josh in the MVP conversation, let's just go to that Bills and Chargers game back on Saturday. Um, I think we all thought the Bills were just going to fucking mop the floor with them and uh, not how it played out. I'll tell you what I thought about this Chargers, this Chargers game. Um, I thought there was one of two ways that this game was going to go. I thought personally Buffalo was going to blow them out. Yes. The only other way it was going to go, though, was that the Chargers, as a group of professional football players, were going to take the Raiders' embarrassment from the previous week extremely personally, come home and really play for the new coach, the interim coach, and play their balls off. And I'm going to give more credit to the Chargers than I am for the Bills not playing a great game. I think it was Margers coming out as professionals and saying, look, uh, what happened last week is unacceptable for us as professional football players. And we're going to rally around and we're going to give our best effort forward. They did. And they still fell short because Buffalo is just a better team. Um, and you know what? At the end of the day, just like the week before when Josh only threw for like 96 yards or whatever in the against the Cowboys, but they dominated them at home in the NFL. A win is a win is a win. You take them any way you could get them, especially against uh, in-conference opponent, especially on the road. So the Bills, they're going to take that win nine times out of ten. The only people, uh, ten out of ten times, the only people that are going to be upset with that game are Buffalo Bills betters. Those are the people that are going to be upset with that game, and rightfully so. You know, you expected a little bit more. Um, But the Bills as a team are going to take that win 
every day of the week, twice on Sunday. By the way, too, let's uh, let's just you know let's count it for what it is. The Raiders' defense, as good a performance they put up against the Chargers, they followed it up with a masterful performance against the Chiefs at home, yes, and they showed yeah. that when they play like that, they're a team to contend with. Man, they looked they looked legit, and I I I, I don't want to jump the gun too much because I have serious questions about their offense, especially without Josh Jacobs, and and you know especially with Aiden O'Connell, I don't know if he's the answer, but. I tell you what, that coach, Antonio Pierce, I had questions about him before, and he looks like he's figured some things out. So give the Chargers a little bit of, of, of a leniency in the fact that they played against a defense that two weeks in a row looked sensational. Um, and you know what? The Chargers came out and they played hard. NFL, man, it's any given Sunday. We see that all it the is. time. And then you kind of forget it when you see these games on the schedule. And I, I actually have to be honest that the Christmas slate of games – Every game, I looked at the I looked at the slate at the be. I said, Raiders, Chiefs, that's going to be terrible. Giants at Philly, that's that's going to be a sleeper. And you know what? Those were the two best games of the day. Those were awesome, yeah. awesome football games to watch. Yeah. Just just from an objective standpoint. Now, Tick going to the Eagles. I'm sure as a fan of the Eagles, you were pulling your hair out watching that that display as well. But I mean, just objectively, it was fun football to watch. Yeah, yeah I, I, again, give all, give all the credit to the Chargers. Give all the credit to the Chargers, in my opinion, but the Bills still got the win, and the Bills will move on from that. And like I said, they'll take it. But the Chargers deserve all the credit. They came out, and like I said, they played like a team that was embarrassed, professionals that were embarrassed, and they they sought uh, retribution. And I think for the most part, they really, I mean, consi- all things considered, I think they uh, they did themselves proud on uh, on Saturday, all things considered. I'll tell you what, this Easton Stick guy, again, I said it last week and I'll say it again Ticket this week, but by, by no means do I think this guy has a place as a starter. Do Ticket I think he'll be guy. barely be a, a backup? But, but you not, like him. No, I don't like him, but I'm, I mean, I what I'm going like to say, it, why don't you let me finish? Mike? You'd have to like him. I think he likes him. <laughs> I, I don't like him. him. What I'm going to say is he doesn't really, he's careful with the ball. He doesn't really turn the ball over too much. He might not what? be doing anything. He doesn't. Ticket against the Raiders, he had like four turnovers. Two of them were for touchdowns. Didn't he only have one interception against the Raiders? And a fumble returned. Yeah, I think I, I, I believe I believe he fumbled. He twice, had four maybe three turnovers. Yeah, I, I know. I know he fumbled at least twice, and then of course the pick six against. Well, the, the Raiders. pick six that was crazy. That guy knew the play. Yeah. Wow. Did no, he fumble six times or four times? Rather, six times. I, he, uh, definitely he fumbled twice. In the Raiders game, he definitely fumbled, which was returned for a touchdown, and he threw an interception, which was also well, returned. Well, of course, for a touchdown. that one. That was the coolest thing so I've he ever gift- seen in my entire life. That was so, yeah, awesome. I, I yeah, okay. Well, fair enough. I mean, if that's true, I mean, that game was such a blowout. I would guess I was kind of in and out of it. I mean, it was like fair 16 enough, to fucking enough. 20. But, um, yeah, you know what? Fuck him. Just because Mikey <laughs> thinks I like him? Just because Mikey thinks I like him? Why? Fuck Why is the guy. problem if you like him, though, Tick? Because the thing is that I don't. I was just gonna say that he's he, you know, he's he's doing his part. I think. I just think it's that that team is in such disarray. The char- that, the, that guy was never gonna do four, anything other than fit. Chargers had four fumbles lost in that Raiders game. Now I know he was responsible. I believe for two. Absolutely, he was responsible for two. All four. I don't think so, but he was definitely responsible for. I'll two. tell you what else. Jo- uh, Justin Herbert was a fucking a turnover machine up to the point where he got hurt too. I mean, this, this, they're not fucking helping anyone out on this fucking team. And he doesn't have Keenan Allen. He doesn't have um, Williams. He doesn't have any, any, doesn't have anyone to throw the ball to, man. I mean, this is a, this is a, 
failing Charger team. And for them to come out and play that well against the Bills, I mean, I think that's a testament to what they eventually can be. Um, and then I think you're right, Mikey. I mean, if, if the Bills in that win remind me a lot of the wins with the Eagles that I was bitching about. That's just ugly. That's not the kind of win you want to see as the playoffs approach. I mean, that is not the kind of team you want to be. You want to start playing to a, a higher standard. The Bills just have this wishy-washy thing. They come out, they look like the best team in the league. The next week, they barely squeak by. And it's like, you don't you don't know what you're getting. And I can imagine as a Buffalo fan, how infuriating uh, that must be. Um, but moving on here, let's, let's back it up even further. Let's go back to the Thursday night game. Uh, the Saints headed to Los Angeles to play the Rams, the washed up Rams. Um, and the Rams swooped out another one against a good Saints defense, 30 to 22. Mikey, what'd you see there? A better game than I think most expected. Um, you know, uh, the Rams, uh, the Rams are a little, a little dangerous right now. Little dangerous, a uh, little dangerous team out there in LA, uh, team they I called think it. many people probably don't want to play, wouldn't want to play early in the playoffs if they were to sneak in. Um, you know, Cup and Nakua have turned into quite the duo. And and honestly, you know, Stafford missed uh, Nakua on another would-be touchdown. Cup dropped two touchdowns himself. Um, so, you know, it could have been even worse, I think, uh, uh, on the stat line. I, again, I hate to do this because Joe rips on the guy all the time, but Derek Carr, man, just it, – it, it, it's just it, – I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not out of my mind to see what I say. No team. They just can't put it together with him. I think it's obvious now. Um, he looks I think, like a fish out of water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just think maybe his time is done as a starter in this league. Could be. It could be. Could be done. Could be done. The money that, that oh, guy's as making as a starter. Yeah. 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 The money yeah. that guy's making is preposterous. Yeah. I, that. That. I agree with. But that's this league is like if you're a quarterback who even looks remotely serviceable as a starter, it's like. It, it, the teams have it's quarterback is such a fickle position and it's so hard for to land one. And it's so impossible to get these franchise guys when a team even gets an average starter to a slightly above average starter. And that rookie deal ends. It's like they, they hit the panic button and they're like, well, you know, do we really want to start the process all over again and trying to find another quarterback or do we maybe right. take the plunge and, and bite the bullet and pay this guy? Let's play a game called Who Would You Rather Have? Derek Carr or, and I'm going to give you like five or six, and I guarantee you you'll you'll choose not Derek Carr, okay? Yeah, that's probably Who true. would you rather have, Derek Carr or Justin Fields? Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Thank yeah. you. Derek Carr or Jared Goff? Uh that's a tough one. That's a real tough it's one. It's not even close. It's not nah, a tough Jared's one. got his what, what own team, bag of what problems. Team, well, they're both dome teams, so I would – they're both dome teams, so I think Goff on the Saints would probably work. So I'm, I would say I, might, I, might, I would take Goff. I would take Derek Carr. You just hate Goff, so that's that's bias. He's inconsistent. Okay. Here's uh, one. By the way, one. by the way, I think Goff is very – I think Goff outside of a, a, a dome yes. is a totally different guy, so Correct. I agree with Ticket on that. I'm not saying he's great. I'm saying he's better than Derek Carr. I have to agree. Carr's so bad. He's so bad. How about, here's a fun one. Derek Carr or Joe Flacco? Right, right now? I might take Joe Flacco. <laughs> Flacco's been hot, man. He's been hot. This guy's been hot. He's been hot as hell. He's been hot. I, I'm just saying, man. I, I just... He's made Amari I, I, Cooper relevant again all of a sudden. Dude, that guy, he threw for 365 yards last 220 year. of them went to Amari Cooper. 
Yeah, Amari I mean, Cooper he, was reborn. He sure lit was. the bear. He lit the Bears defense up for like three seventy five, and the yeah, Bears, yeah. you know, I mean, he did throw three interceptions against. Okay, the Bears, here's here's but, one. Would you rather have Jake Browning or Derek Carr? Derek Carr, probably Jake Browning. I I think Derek. that's the one where I would take Derek. Derek what about Carr. Easton Stick? That yeah. Easton Stick shouldn't even be in the league. Yeah. That guy's Ticket sky. Ticket sky. That's my no, guy. It is. It's the North Dakota. It's the North Dakota State thing. He still likes Carson Wentz. He still has uh-huh. a love affair with Carson Wentz. So now it's sure. like Easton Stick. He can identify with that. Yeah. He likes. Yeah, hey, I'll Carson tell you what. Wentz. If it was even down for one game, I might consider Carson Wentz over Derek Carr. That's what I'm saying. How is he not? A, I don't like the guy. Fuck that guy. He ruined our team there for a while. But how is he not a backup over some of these guys? Guys get yeah, all like, like there's no way you could tell me that Mitch Trubisky is a better option than than Carson Wentz. You agree. just can't. Uh, you can't. Tell Mitch, me that. You Mitch can't. Trubisky's one of the worst I've ever watched. Yeah, I know. Biscuit can and throw I'm, the ball a little bit. Biscuit can no. throw the ball a little. You bit. You know, you know, there. If you even went in within within that NFC South division, and you looked, I'd rather have Heineke than Derek Carr. Sure. I would rather have Baker Mayfield than Derek Carr. Not by a lot. Not by a lot, but I would. And then I'd rather have, uh, I don't know if I'd rather have, who's who's the other team in that division? The Panthers, Bryce Young, I don't know. Oh, that I'd guy's... rather have Bryce Young for sure. He's got a great future. He's stuck in a sh- one of the worst organizations going right now. Yeah, right? yeah, Tepper, Tepper well, destroyed that fucking The team. Packers make, made him look like he was freaking Dante Culpepper this last week. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> How about this fucking jackass clown, Jair Alexander? When are you guys going to send this clown? Yeah. What did he what? say now? No, he is a clown. What did he, he say now? Went out, he went out for the coin toss when he wasn't a captain. He just walked out. He just on walked the coin out. Toss yeah. because, because, because Charlotte is his hometown. So he figured that, you know, people should know that. And then when they won the toss, he said, I want to, we're going to play defense. We want to be on defense, which is not what you're supposed to say. Cause technically then you're supposed to, then the other team could take the ball in the first half and the second half. You're supposed to say, we choose we defer. to defer. Right. And he said the wrong thing, but luckily the officials were like, what are you sure you want to do that? And they had spoken to LaFleur pre- uh, pregame and LaFleur was like, if we win the toss, this is what we want to do. So the officials kind of bailed him out, but they suspended his ass for a game. Good. That guy's a clown. He's a clown. Jim. By the way, he's not, yeah, he he's been hurt most of the year. Yes. And he has yes. not played very well. Even he got burned alive. He made DJ Chark look like he was relevant again. Like I, yeah. I it was, it was, it was, I didn't want, I don't even want to touch on that game to be honest, because it's sick. That was one of those but games. You did. Where, but you did a win. A win felt like a loss. It really yeah. felt like a loss. Sure. I understand that. I just, I, I, I puke in my mouth. It's like a bad aftertaste <laughs> after watching that game unfold. And the only reason we won is because Bryce Young didn't get to snap the ball half a second earlier because they were making that field goal. Yeah, fair enough. All right, well, we got to keep it moving here. Joe's got a hard out at 930. Um, so let's just keep it moving. Yeah, Joe, it's on you, pal. Um, let's oh, keep it's it on me now. Yeah, well, we said evening, and you, you all of a sudden you got you got plans right at uh, 630. That's, that's I've given us two hours. That's the By evening. the way, I called, you, I called you at 4 o'clock, and you were nowhere to be found. You text, wow. yeah. You text, and you text I messaged the group the chat. Group chat I said, boys, and tickets, and not, not, nothing. I responded within two right. minutes, and then you didn't say anything for another 15 minutes, and you know that. Um, there was no link I missed to the be call. Found. I was taking a piss. I'm sorry, man. Um, a link all right, would have been let's, nice. Let's, 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 let's move. <laughs> Fuck you, pal. 
Uh, let's move so on sick. to let's move on to the Lions Vikings. Okay, the Lions uh, head to Minnesota and they clinched their very first division for the first time in exactly thirty years. Um, they won thirty to twenty four over the Vikings. Mikey, what did you see there, pal? I saw my game of the week. That's what I saw. Wow, that's what I, that's what I saw. Um, you know, I thought the Lions would win this game comfortably. I just think they're just a much better. I think Minnesota is just. Minnesota, ha- if if Kirk Cousins never got hurt, I think Minnesota really, really could have could have made a run at this division. I really do. But, you know, they got obsessed with the guy who goes to outer space, and now they got Nick Mullins playing quarterback. <laughs> and and both those guys are dog water. They're no good, either of them. You can't win in this league with inconsistent quarterback play. It's just not possible. And, you know, Goff inside a dome is just easy. He's a good quarterback. And, uh, you know, they didn't even need Laporta, really. They got a big game out of Amon Ross St. Brown. Gibbs and Montgomery each scored a touchdown, I believe. Um, And the Lions took care of business. Minnesota kept it respectable at home. They did. The defense, you know, kept it respectable. Um, But at the end of the day, Lions victory, clinch the division, and on they go, and the Vikings are toast. Joey D? I'm actually happy for the Lions. Um, I think that this team should be celebrated – um, you talk about an organization that has suffered for so long um, and had to watch, you know, an early, early exit for two of the best players offensively we've ever watched between Barry Sanders and Megatron because they just couldn't bear playing there anymore. Um, I, I, you know, Dan Campbell is a guy who the NFL should really rally around because that's the kind of character that is good, good PR good for the league. He's a guy's guy. He makes you want to cheer for them. He's always like, he's, he, he seems like he's always operating at 120%. Um, and I didn't realize he was part of that Lions team that went 0-16. So what yeah, a turnaround. Yeah. I mean, that's a guy who's been at the low of lows and for them to come out and win the NFC North, good for them, man. I have no ill will against them being a Packers fan. Um, I, I want to see that team succeed. I think the city wants to see it. Um, and they're a good football team. And you know what? Minnesota has done a pretty good job of trying to pick up the pieces. But when you lose, like Mikey said, you lose a starting quarterback and a guy like Cousins who has a connection with Jefferson that is, you know, one of the best that we've seen in the you know recent years. It's just so detrimental. And it's just so hard to come back from. And this is why quarterbacks are paid as highly as they are, because they're such a valuable asset. And it's just so hard to bounce back if you lose one of them. Um, good for the Lions, man. I was very happy to see them. I think they deserve all the credit in the world. Um, and I hope that they have continued success right through the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, well, Jefferson still had a pretty pretty good game. Um, but yeah, I mean, with Nick Mullins, you're never going to go anywhere. Uh, when it comes to the Lions, I mean, congratulations. It's awesome. I love the Lions. Um, this team is near perfect, I think. It's very near perfect. And I, the defense obviously has a lot of struggles, but that offense is so awesome it just needs a reliable quarterback that's all they need they don't need a great quarterback they don't need an all-star hall of fame quarterback they just need someone you can rely on who's going to protect the football and that ain't jared goff and guys like that get exposed in the playoffs every single fucking year and it's going to happen to this lions team unfortunately because they've got this guy khalif raymond is underrated they've got amon uh raw who's fucking awesome he's one of the best going laporta um, 
Jamison Williams is an awesome third piece out of the slot there for them. He's got some fumbleitis to him, but he is is as an explosive a player as, as there is when he gets the ball in his hands, as long as he doesn't fucking fumble it. Um, Sam Laporta is is a great tight end. He's a great up and coming tight end. And then they got Jameer Gibbs, who looks to be one of the most explosive running backs in the league. To this day, I don't know why he's not getting the lion's share of 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 um, the rushes. It still goes to Montgomery. That still baffles my mind. He's a dog, but he's not Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs needs to be 20 to 25, and uh, Montgomery should be getting – 10 to 15. Yeah, I mean, you know that's... what ticket? Maybe it's, maybe it's a long run game for them. And, and they don't want to, they don't want to fry and get this guy hurt. And they want to keep also, him as fresh as a daisy. Gibbs he is a, running, a dangerous asset. He's a rookie running back in the league, right? He's going to have to start getting, you know, you get the training wheels off early on. They were barely giving him the ball. And now I feel like they're starting to give him more of the lion's no pun intended, the lion's share of the carries. And I, 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 I think you, well, they, they gave him the lion's share of the carries when, when Montgomery got hurt. Montgomery's back, and they're back to their old ways. And I just don't think it's going to be an effective strategy when you play someone other than the, the Vikings, who are a pitiful They got a little one-two team. punch there, Tick. It's kind of um, like uh, when the when the Giants had Brandon Jacobs and, and, uh, and Tiki Barber. That's true. Or Ahmad, I mean, or, or Ahmad Bradshaw, sorry. Ahmad Bradshaw. Yeah, you know, yeah, the fast, shifty, quick guy, and then Montgomery, he gets those bruising, you know, third and one, third and two. You give it to him, and he just pounds the rock down. If it works, it works. You know, I agree sure. with you. I think Gibbs is a much better player, but I think they kind of have a little strategic back and forth between the two two backs. It's yeah. it's hard to guard. Yeah, and as as much as I'm excited for the Lions' success, it's just hard to get that that excited for him because I think it will be unfortunately an early exit. Uh, uh-huh. With a guy like Goff behind the helm, I, I just do, and I think they're going to have to rectify that and change that up soon because that offense is near perfect in almost every other way. They have yeah, got I, a I, lot I, of pieces. The only way they're going to win on the road in the NFC in the playoffs is if they they just play tough football. But their defense just is not going to their defense yeah. is not going to get it done. Uh, moving on here, a game we probably wouldn't go over, especially when we've got a hard out because Joey D's got something to do. Um, is the Bears? But it was it was Joey D's pick of the week. <laughs> Another great pick of the week. Um, Joey D, the Cardinals walked into Soldier Field and <laughs> the Bears took it to him as I think we all thought they would. And it was your pick of the week. Walk us through that. The game was over in the first half. They, you know, the the, Car- the Cardinals made it respectable and kind of chipped away, you know, towards the end of the first half and into the second half. But this Bears team, I, I told you, Mikey, this team is 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 trending upwards you're not going to make the playoffs this year, but I'm telling you right now, I love what I'm seeing out of the defense. I love, I, I I love the fact that this team is playing like they know that they can win games. And that's something that really you haven't seen for a few years, like consistently, like they're playing with a bit of a chip on their shoulder. And I know that we've been really tough on Eberflus and that he's a bad coach. It's a, Listen, he's got them playing good football right now. So, you know, as much as you want to recognize when there's bad things, I think you have to acknowledge when, you know, there's good things. And this team right now, I think, is better than their record shows. I think if this team right now were to play against anybody in the wild card, you know, in the in the NFC, with, a, with maybe aside from Dallas, because, you know, I think Dallas is a different tier. But any of the wild card teams or any of the teams that are in the hunt, I think you put the Bears against the Seahawks. You put the Bears against the Buccaneers, the Saints, 
any of these teams. I think the Bears are just as good, if not better, than these teams. And it, unfortunately, you know, their record doesn't show it because they had a, you know, a, a slow start to the season. But they're trending upwards. Their defense looks awesome since they brought Montez Sweat in. It's a completely different defense. And they're getting pressure. They're getting turnovers. They're getting to the quarterback. I think this Bears team needs to be celebrated a little bit. And you know what? I, I will continue taking them for picks of the week if I find that they're giving, you know, if if, if Vegas is going to continue to give them, you know, undervalued lines, I think that they need to be picked. I think that they're going to make you some money right now. Mikey? Yeah, um, you know, I'm, you know, proud game for the Bears. They they played very well defensively. Like Joe said, the whole key has been the addition of Montez Sweat. Guy's been playing with his hair on fire. I mean, he looks like Khalil Mack when they yeah, signed did. Khalil Mack from the Raiders. Like he's just he's making plays that are just unfathomable for a man of his size to be making plays on like a Kyler Murray read option where he's able to stay with Kyler Murray, stop mid mid scramble, jump up and swat down a ball. Like he's making alien like plays offensively uh it's still a total mess um and that uh, is because uh Luke Get the play caller Luke Getze the offensive coordinator will be gone he will not he will not return next year unless they get rid of Justin Fields and they're going to tell you that Luke Getze's actually good and it's just that Fields couldn't run his offense and yada 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 but Justin Fields made a couple more plays on Sunday that that only Justin Fields could make. He had one long run up the sideline where he split a defender where it was one of the – I couldn't even believe what I saw when I saw him do it. He ran for like a 40-yard run. Um, he's, you know, he's just a special athlete, a special player in that regard. Um, it, it Just the whole thing – I want to enjoy these wins, and I am, but it's just so much questions looming now. It's like I, I'm just anxious for the season to end to see what's going to happen with Fields and what direction they're going to go in with the number one pick and and all that. Because that, to me, is the narrative of the Bears right now. They're not going to make the playoffs uh, thanks to some epic meltdowns against the Broncos and the Browns. The Lions. And the Lions. I mean, if they win those three games, which they absolutely should have won all three of those games, I'm in a totally different position right now and saying about a team that, you know what, they could probably hang with and – on any given Sunday, like Joe said, beat anybody in the NFC, uh, you know, minus, uh, you know, the San Francisco's of the world and, you know, Philly Dallas is a little different, but any other team, you know, I, I think they could hang with them and I think they could contend with them. Uh, but that's not where they're at. They're at, uh, they're, they are where they are because of those meltdowns and, um, really all the attentions on, on what's going to happen with the quarterback. That's, that's the whole topic of conversation for me. And that's what it will be until, uh, April 27th or whatever, whatever day draft night is. We'll, we'll find out. Sure. Mel Kuyper season. Um, yeah. I mean, the only thing I really have to say about this game is that in another league I, I had, uh, I was in the playoffs and I had DJ Moore and he's been my guy all season long early on in the game, gets an ankle injury. He does come back, but yep. he's really a non-factor the rest of that game. Uh, so fuck him. Uh, no longer a top five guy to me. Absolute crumb bum. Um, Really disappointing. Single-handedly, single-handedly lost me that league. No, I'm kidding. He's an amazing talent, but that that was quite disappointing. But it, who cares? They don't care about fantasy. They won the game. That's all that really. That's all that matters to them. Um, all right, let's move on here to possibly the second best game of the week outside of the 49ers and the Ravens. Um, the Cowboys went to Miami and Miami just squeaked one out. Man, it was it was actually a really good game last week. Actually, it wasn't Joe's official pick. But he made a really good call on thinking that everyone would slam the over and the under hit. It was it was a really good pick out of him. Um, Joe, what what did you see there from that game? Uh, just a great game overall. Uh, Dallas for, you know, 
I, I've, I've been often hard on, you know, Mike McCarthy, you know, and Dallas offense and, and Dak Prescott about not scoring on big drives when they need to. And I got to tip my cap. They came through with a huge late touchdown that I thought would seal the game, especially with the defense that they have. Um, but you know what? They just, they could not figure it out. Now there was a couple rogue missed calls on that last drive. There was yeah. one, one missed holding call that, that was outrageous. Um, and I just, I honestly like uh, Dallas just couldn't stop them on defense. And that was the game. This game, I said, we said it would be a coin flip. I think, you know, the line was, it started at Dallas. It was plus one. Um, and I, it really was, it was a coin flip. It was back and forth, probably one of the most exciting games of the week. Um, and just, you know, lived up to, to the hype. Dallas, man, they look like a different team away from home. When you put them in the dome, you know, in Dallas, you know, they, they play better. I, I just think that, you know, there were some mistakes made on both sides, but I, I, I thought Dallas should have won this game. Um, but Hey, kudos to the dolphins, man. That's the first winning team they beat all year. Yeah. That is unbelievable. With yeah. all the talent and all the star power, that is the first winning team they beat. Um, that's a huge win for them. Um, big for Mike McDaniels. Um, and dude, I tell you, as long as Tyreek stays healthy, they got some. Now Waddle looked like he got banged up through the game. Yeah, so he's I got don't a high, know. He's got a high. He's got a high ankle. So he may. He it's going to be tough sledding for him. I think for the rest of the regular season, but we'll see. The NFL season is a grind, man, to get through it. And now with 17 games and to be fresh for the playoffs. I mean, yeah. they need those two receivers. They need they need Waddle and they need Tyreek healthy. One of those teams had to win that game, right? Those two teams with winning records never seemed to be able to be winning teams. So somebody had to win. Somebody had to win. And that's kind of the way I felt about it. it was, neither of these teams, I mean, either of these teams really want to take this game and dominate and it's just funny that either team could like beat the other team comfortably. And I think it's just funny because of how the narrative with them all year is two teams that have good records, but they don't beat anybody good. And it's kind of like the Dolphins squeaked out a win against a winning team and they hadn't done it all year. Um, so I don't know how far both of these teams are going to make it in the playoffs. Uh, both teams are talented out the wazoo in terms of their player personnel Obviously, Joe just named all the superstars on the Dolphins and I'm here. You got a great tight end for Dallas. You got a running back in Tony Pollard, who for the life of me, I don't understand how he didn't score a touchdown on the one play where, where he could have ran to the pylon. I thought he would have scored easily, whatever. Um, but yeah, Dallas, another disappointment for Dallas. All right. And moving on here, we got the Packers who took on the Panthers. Packers, they won an ugly one. But the end of the, they did fucking win. So they won 33 to 30. Joey D, what'd you see there from your Packers? An abysmal effort from the defense. Um, they made Bryce Young look way better than he is. Um, this defense is in disarray, man. Uh, Mikey, you mentioned Jair Alexander and the antics. You know, Joe Barry, this guy, I said it last week. I, I will reiterate it again this week. This guy has got to go. He has just absolutely flopped as our defensive coordinator. And this defense the last three weeks has looked as bad as ever. And against really offenses that are not exactly super powered. We're talking about Tommy DeVito and the fucking New York Giants. And that guy's not even starting now. You're talking about Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers. And you're talking about 
Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Now, given the Bucks had another good game this last week against the Jags, but those are three offenses that should not be picking you apart. You should not be letting almost well 30 points from the Carolina Panthers on you. The, it's just bad, man. It's bad. It was one of those wins where it was embarrassing. Um, Packers, they took two steps forward, winning against the Detroit Lions and the Chiefs, and then they took four major steps backwards. And by the way, them winning a game is just going to impact them not getting a better draft piece. At this point, they're not going to make the playoffs. They're not playing like they're going to make the playoffs. Now, mathematically, they're still not eliminated. But the way that they have played the last three weeks – does not give me any confidence whatsoever that this team is going to be a playoff team. Um, it's disappointing um, because I think that they could easily have strung together a couple more wins and that they could be right in the mix. But I don't know. Barry needs to go. Lafleur. I, I they, they just don't make adjustments. Is it just me because I'm biased or do you guys see the same thing that I'm seeing? No, I mean, their defense, their defense has been problematic. Uh, usually it's against the run that their defense has, has major issues with. Uh, I think Chuba Hubbard had a pretty decent game though. Again, he's been, he's been one of the hotter backs in the league. He had a decent game. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Packers won at the end of the day. It's a win. I was pulling for the Packers because if the Panthers had won this number one overall draft pick is really going to start was really going to start being in jeopardy. They won the Packers and the Patriots beat the Broncos, which was big for that number one pick too, for the bears. So I was actually really pulling for the Packers. Um, yeah, the Packers are just, you know, Bryce Young, eventually you would figure number one overall pick is, is bound to have a couple games where he's, you know, performing well. So I'm not, I'm not like totally shocked and I wouldn't put Bryce Young anywhere near the topic of conversation of a Tommy DeVito. I mean, Bryce Young, Bryce Young no. is a, is a, is a, Bryce Young is a, is a, is a well-accomplished quarterback who played the position as good as you could play it at the college level, unlike DeVito. Um, but uh, again, the Packers escaped with a win, albeit ugly. It's it's a road win in the NFL and road wins in the NFL. I always say you take a road win in the NFL, any which way you could get it. Packers are not world beaters this season, but the Packers had that little stretch, which had you believing that they were a little bit better than I think that they, they actually are. Um, but again, a road win is a win in the NFL. You take it, you move on. And uh, the Packers, you know, obviously it'll be a fun game, I think, against the Bears in two weeks. Um, we'll see if the Bears can finally get over that hump. Uh, but Green Bay, you know, Green Bay, there's 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 pieces there. They just need to have a really good draft this year. They need to really nail the draft this year. And uh, they haven't you know, done that in a long time. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what they do. We'll see what they do. Um, you but, know what really hurt him too is Aaron Rodgers going down first week of the fucking season. Yeah, and he had he played half decent at all, they would have been getting another draft pick. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah, I mean, well, the at thing least about a highly the, touted draft pick. Thing about the Packers though is it's so easy to forget your your expectation walking into the season. I, I think they've totally overachieved. I think there was a period there where they got hot at the right time, and it looked like you had a playoff shot but you're still just not that team yet. And I think you're working towards it. And I think a seven, you're seven and eight right now. That's, I think that's three more wins than you probably thought you'd have at this point. Um, the Packers are trying to get in the right direction. I said it's nine not, wins on the season. It's not their season. I mean, well, I think you probably had higher expectations than probably most Packers fans and certainly more than people who weren't Packers fans. I think a lot of us saw you having six, maybe, maybe, maybe five wins just because it's just Jordan loves getting used to things, man. And I think, I think you're trending in the right way. 
And I think if you draft properly and you you worked free agency a little bit, I know the Packers typically don't love spending money, so maybe you won't get it there. But if you draft well, I think you're moving in the right direction. I'm, I'm by no means a Matt LaFleur guy. I really don't like him. But I'm actually impressed with the way he's been handling Jordan Love and, and handling a rebuilding year. I, I think they're overachieving compared to what their expectations were. And, you know, if I'm a Packers fan, I, obviously I would have liked them to play better the last few weeks and get some wins and maybe make the playoffs. But I, I think they're still moving in the right direction. I, I really do. I think you got to give them a little bit more time. This year was always supposed to be a rebuilding season. Um, I mean, am I wrong, Joe? I mean, that's I, right. Yeah. Um, all right, no, guys. you're fair in saying that. I mean, I. No, no, go for it. No, I'm just saying, like, I, I, I agree with everything you're saying. I think it's, it's hard for a team that has had high expectations and been very successful for years to just all of a sudden watch the team. You know, yeah. it's kind of like the Patriots, you know, the Patriots were so good for so long and then to adjust and be, you know, one of the bottom teams in the league, it's it's definitely a hard pill to swallow and it's hard to to wrap your head around. But, you know, that's the natural progression. That's the kind of guys come and go. Yeah. And when you lose guys like Aaron Rodgers and you lose guys like, you know, Devontae Adams and you lose, you know, it's bound to go in the worst direction. So I will say that I think Jordan Love has shown me a lot of promise this year, more than I maybe expected. And I think that he's shown that he's got the competency to be a successful quarterback in the league. And that goes a long way, but there are some serious, I'd say personnel changes that need to be made. And, and, and over the, over the course of the next season and Joe Barry is, is, is the first guy who's got to go. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no arguments here. Um, I can understand the frustration, man. It's it's the frustration that most teams go through. You guys were just so lucky to move seamlessly from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And you just yeah. don't know. You know what you it is, know. Tick? Yeah. I think what it is is I think that, like, I would be okay if they just sucked and I could get over that. And there was a period where there was yeah. about five or six weeks in where I had accepted them for what I thought that they were, which was, a you know, more of a bottom feeder team that wasn't going to make the playoffs and then out of nowhere, they just come out like gangbusters two, three weeks in a row and look sensational. Yeah. And then you start thinking, you know, these these guys we're playing against teams here who are, you know, perennial potential Super Bowl winners. And um, you know, maybe the Chiefs aren't now after what we've seen now. But I'm saying at the time you you start to feel good about yourself and you start getting your expectations up, and then they just come crashing down again. I would rather them just be really shitty throughout the year. So my interest and like, kind of like Mikey said with the bears, they start winning and he starts getting excited. He's putting on the apparel, yeah. putting on the socks and <laughs> then they, then they flop and they bust at the end of the game against the Browns. And you're like, why did I get into this? Because this is a team that's done this to me before. I haven't had that experience that Mikey has had. And, 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 you know, I haven't had the disappointment. I haven't had the, 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 the letdowns and the, and, and the, and the, the blown games at the end of the games where the Packers could have won won two, three games this year easily against the Raiders and some of these end games where they lost very poorly at the very end of the game. So for me, I guess I'm just not used to that. So it, it hurts a little bit more. Whereas if they just had no chance, I think mentally I could have checked out a long time ago. Let me ask you a quick question and then we'll move on to the Eagles game. Joe, just a quick answer on it. Would you rather have the Packers suffer for the next 10 years, but get a Vancouver Canucks Stanley cup? Or would you yes. rather have it? You would. Yes. 
You wow. don't know what the alternative was, Joe. He may have given you given you a crazy alternative <laughs> that you like more. But he's a Canuck the, guy. The, he needs to see them win. Mikey, the Canucks winning the Stanley Cup for me would be like you watching the Bears win the the Super Bowl. I've had the pleasure of watching the Packers be a superpower team in the NFL for years. I've been lucky enough to witness them win a Super Bowl. The Canucks have never won a Stanley Cup in over 50 years. They have torn my heart out. They have lost in just the most degrading, most miserable, most devastating of fashions. And then I've had to watch the city burn to the ground <laughs> twice following the offset of those losses because people were rioting in the streets of it's Vancouver. True. It did. They destroyed that city. I'm not yeah. lying. They destroyed wow. downtown Vancouver, looting, wow. turning cars up, upside down. What? Turning cars For on hockey? fire. Yeah, putting cars on fire, town. stealing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Jesus, that's crazy. <laughs> we are, right. we are a city craved and and starving for a Stanley Cup win. Clearly, clearly, <laughs> guys are having right. a fucking. Uh, it's like the purge if you guys lose. It's crazy. Well, hockey's every hockey's everything to those guys. Um, all right, let's move on here to Monday night or not Monday night, Monday midday. I think it was the middle game of the day. Giants took on the Eagles. Um, and the Eagles sure know how to keep a game interesting, don't they? <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't have much to say about this team anymore. I feel I'd like, like I've to said hear it all. your take. Well, well, we'll get to me in the end. I mean, Mikey, I, I'd like to hear some objective voices. Maybe talk me off the ledge, Mikey. Uh, yeah, what, I'll, you I'll talk you off the ledge. I, I don't think the game was really ever truly, truly in doubt. And I'm going to say this right now, Tyrod Taylor. Listen to me and listen good, everybody out there. Tyrod Taylor is one of those guys that's an absolute shame that the guy could never stay healthy because I'm not saying he would be a dominant starter in the league, but this guy is 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 a is a is a cognitive, you know, mm -hmm. capable backup quarterback, more than capable. He really is one of the better backups in the league if he is fully yeah. healthy. So much better than Tommy Cold Cutser. So much Let's better. Than so much better. That fairy tale magic carpet ride has ended abruptly he's been benched all those t-shirts the hoodies the time these people brought in on the they brought him on the news they put him on it's all over it was all for nothing i hope he cashed in on that very small window if he did god bless i'm sure he did he probably made a lot of money in a very short span of time in your window so tight if you're in a position like that you have to take advantage i'm sure he did uh but it's over tommy devito era is over um, the Eagles, listen, Tyrod came in and Tyrod was ready to rock. Like Tyrod, you could tell Tyrod wanted to Slayton. Yeah. I mean, listen, Tyrod's a good quarterback, man. He's a, he's a, he's a good quarterback. Like he just, he, it never worked out for you because he never stays healthy. He gets hurt all the time, but Tyrod Taylor's, uh, he, he, he's, he's, he's good enough. And he came in and they, you know, he played with his hair on fire and, and that's what you get. You know, you get a guy who wants to play and that's it. But the Eagles to me, I mean, listen, it's another win for them over the giants. That's the bottom line. They own the giants. They, and I don't care if they win by two points or 20 points. When you consistently beat a division opponent year in and year out, year in and year out, and they've been doing it against the giants, even when the giants were winning super bowls, the Eagles would beat the giants. The Eagles have had the giants number for so long. As an Eagles fan, you take the W. It was Christmas. Who knows what's going on in these guys' heads on Christmas Day. They want to get home to their families. They, they won the game. Fuck it. It's over. Tommy DeVito era is over. Eagles move on. Eagles, did they clinch the division yet, uh, 
ticket or they still got to no. go a couple more they got to win okay the, the cowboys can still win yeah okay but i mean they have a better record no yeah, uh now do. now they do by one game but there's what two, okay two so i think if they, the if they win, conceivably if, win if they right but they're they're close they're close to clinching there's only two weeks left if, right if so they the, win the next Eagles week, put himself in the driver's seat yeah the eagles yeah the eagles put themselves back in the driver's seat that's all you could ask for uh, and again, you know, I, I think the Eagles will be just fine defensively. Um, you know, they got to tighten it up. They got they got to tighten it up. They got to tweak some things. You know, I, I, they got to they got to tighten it up. But the Eagles yeah. are what they are, and they they win football games. They win football. I know, I know, Tick. I know, I know. They but play the card. They play the Cardinals next week. They should win the division. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I mean, I, I agree. They, they, huh, we'll the see. Will be fun. Joe, you got any thoughts there? I mean. I, I would reiterate what Mike said. I don't think you pull the panic button, but it's just you want to see dominant wins against teams like this. I mean, yeah. you want to see, you know, you want to see a team, especially at home on Christmas Day, the place was jumping. I feel like half of fucking Philadelphia was in that stadium. Oh, you yeah. Know, like, do yeah. people even celebrate Christmas or at a football game? Yeah. I, I mean, what the hell are we the, doing? The that Eagles are Christmas. going bonkers. Especially, especially to play the Giants with Tommy DeVito under center. It wasn't like they had, you know, it wasn't like the Bills were coming to town or they had like, you know, it, it was a shitty game on paper. Um, but yeah, I, I think the Eagles would be fine. I think that um, they got to figure some things out defensively, though, because when they let up points like that, it just, it just, it just, it takes away from the momentum of the game. And I will finish off by saying this. DeAndre Swift is such a vital piece in that team's offense that when you get him going ticket, it changes the whole dynamic sure of does. that team. And he is such a capable, such a capable and such a skilled player that I don't, I think sometimes they get away from him more than they should. And yep. he can run hard and it opens up things for them that I don't understand why they don't use him more. Um, that's my take on it. I will, I'll let you finish. Cause you know, this team better than anyone else. Um, I mean, no, I I love this. The problem is the problem is I that know, I love I know, this I know, team. I know, I know, I know. And say what I you know, will about Philly fans. It's a love hate relationship. Say what you want about Philly fans. I mean, people call them the biggest scumbags in football. They call them the biggest scumbags in all of sports. They 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 just they treat the That's team right. like shit. But you know what? <laughs> you could also switch the word from scumbags to passion. They're the most passionate. I dare I would put up any other city to be as passionate about the sports in that uh, uh, than anyone else, man. I mean, Joe just said it. It's like, do they even celebrate Christmas? The sports teams, the Eagles. That's the religion, man. It is. It is fucking the Eagles or bust. We we don't. We're not sitting under the tree opening up presents. We're going to the fucking Eagles game because that's what we <laughs> care about. And I disagree with a lot of people. The Eagles are always they're they're always Super Bowl. You know, you, one good pass, it's the Super Bowl. I'm on the opposite end of that. I, I I'm looking at it more critically. I'm very critical because I've seen good teams go to waste. Plenty of times in Philadelphia, whether it's the Sixers, whether it's the Flyers, whether it's the Phillies, or especially the the Eagles. And but what we all agree on is we're very, very passionate about this team. And and it's it's just such a shame because the coach is the big, you know, I, I think of the Lions and the Eagles in a very similar boat. The biggest Achilles heel uh with the Lions is their quarterback. It's it they're never gonna win with them. And what we're never gonna win with is not our quarterback. I mean, I think he's got a lot, a long way to go. He's got a lot to fix. 
It's Nick Sirianni. That guy does not know how to run a team. <laughs> he was an offensive coordinator in Indianapolis, and I don't know how he was because we have so many riches on this team. Devonta Smith would be a number one on almost any other team, but you barely get to see what the guy's capable of because they don't know how to get everyone involved. They don't know how to spread the wealth like the Niners do. The Niners get the ball to every piece they have, and that's why they thrive. We have a very similar uh, embarrassment of riches, Devonta Smith, DeAndre Swift, uh, Dallas Goddard, AJ and of course, A.J. Brown. And we only know how to get it to A.J. Brown sometimes. Two quarters out of the four quarters. And yeah, Jake Elliott too. He's a weapon unlike any, anyone else. And it's a fucking problem that we cannot get the ball <laughs> to these fucking guys. We run the same, we run the most predictable offense in the goddamn league when we have more than any of them. These guys, you saw what Devonta Smith, he caught, the, I mean, he had a great game. He caught the ball four times, but when he did catch it, I mean, he was scoring, he was playing great. We need to get him involved. We need to run Dondre Swift again and again and again. We need to be a running football team. Jalen Hurts is making mistakes because we're throwing too many times. We need to rely on that fucking running game a lot more. Kenneth Gainwell is good. Boston yes. Scott is an underutilized piece in our offense. He's a great player. This team is so frustrating, and it's not because of any of the players. And you know what? Matt Patricia is actually doing a pretty decent job with the, the defense, even though we gave up 25 to Tyrod Taylor and Tommy Cutlets. Yeah. But I still like what he's doing compared to Desai. Nick Sirianni has zero leadership. And I'm going to end with one thing. I'm going to oh, go for it, and then I'll end. Tick, do you do you think that the reason that he's been throwing so much more this year, and he has, because if you look and, you know, as a gambler, one of the things that I always like is, you know, quarterback completion total props. Sure, yeah. Uh, how many completions a quarterback's going to throw in a game? I always like that prop because it's a throwing league, and I always try to find those middle-of-the-pack quarterbacks where their number gets undervalued. Last season, if you look at last season completion total props for Jalen Hurts as opposed to this year, it's like 10 completions last last year. Yeah. But on the flip side, if you look at the defensive statistics, Eagles last year compared to this year, you're talking about top three defense in every major category last year as opposed to like a bottom 20-something defense in every major category this year. Could it be because they're always playing behind the eight ball, um, you know, having to chase that they hit the panic yeah. button and they don't have the patience to establish the run game. Cause I agree with you the way Swift looks and the way Hertz could run the ball too. I mean, I think if the defense had had maybe in the beginning of the year and towards the middle through the middle of the season and end of the season had, had put up more goose egg numbers, you're not shutting teams out in the modern NFL anymore. I'm not talking about putting up zeros. I'm talking about 17 points, right? 14 points. Yeah. If they were doing that, I think ticket, you'd be getting more of what you're looking for. And I, I agree. agree with you. That is the recipe for success for Philly. And if you, if you, I, yeah, I agree with you, Mikey. And if you want to look at what a clown this guy is last game was a perfect example. And he does this at least <laughs> once or twice a game every single year or every single week. Um, the, the linebacker coach was dealing with Hassan Reddick perfectly. He was talking to him. That was his point of contact. He was doing his job, and it was just fine. Nick Sirianni comes barreling in and says, get the fuck back on the field. Get the, what are you doing? Get the fuck back on the field. And it was so unnecessary. You hire these coaches to do their job, and you came in and totally, first of all, you undermined the linebackers coach. You made him look silly. And then you just confused whatever the communication was that he was talking to Hassan Reddick. There was plenty of time on the play clock. He, he, no, he did not need to get right back on the fucking field. 
That guy is such a clown. He lacks all leadership skills. And when Jalen Hurts is, he's usually our leader, but he's struggling a little bit. And you can't blame him for not necessarily being the same. He's wavering. He's dealing with his own confidence issues. You need a head coach with some fucking balls, not a head coach with a bunch of arrogance, which is what Nick Sirianni is. And I'll end with something that that Jalen Hurts said, because I thought it was kind of profound. And it actually makes me want to shut my mouth sometimes too, because it's actually a, a, a very interesting thing. He goes, when you have the type of guys we have on our team, everybody's going to be eager. They want eager to grow. Everybody is going to be eager for more. But when did winning not become the uh but when did winning not become the main thing? The standard we've been talking about. It's like a double-edged sword of what's more important, winning or the standard. It's a very manipulative thing to the mind sometimes. I can play to the standards and lose and be sick. I can go win and not play to the standards and be like, we have more to work on. It's the fight. Uh, we balance as competitors between the standard and winning. And I think that that's a good point because we've been winning all year long, but we have not been playing to our standard and that can really fuck with his head. And I get that. And, and, and I've been very critical of the standard, the product that we've been putting on the field, but we've been winning. And then sometimes you can, you can, you can lose, but you did play to the standard. You just played a better team. Um, And, and that's a frustrating thing that the Eagles are going through right now. Take it Winning is everything, and and winning is everything. It's but it's, everything but in this it's not, Mikey, in the regular season when you're winning but, ugly games. No, I know. I was you're going to get. Oh, I oh, sorry. I agree. I agree. Yeah. But I, what I was going to say was they've won the games to get them where they're going to need to be to make the playoffs. They are an experienced playoff team with some tremendous on-field leadership from some of these players. If yeah. these guys could come together once the playoffs start and say, you know what, and maybe they'll have a players-only meeting that you won't hear about, something like that, and they say, you know what, fuck this guy, fuck everybody else, it's us against everybody, people want to talk shit, people don't believe in us, the defense starts playing a little bit harder, the defense starts putting things together, you get Darius Slay back, he's a yeah. huge, a huge, a huge, I don't think people are putting enough stock in when he's not on the field, you put him back on the field with Bayard, you got Hassan Reddick, you got the two dump trucks in the middle of the fucking D line that'll close three Carter. Right. Um, so I, I think, you know, just get in the playoffs ticket. Maybe you'll see a team that's going to play really inspired ball. Cause they're going to say, you know what? It's us now. It's about us. Fuck this guy. Maybe they're going to, yeah. maybe they'll do that. And not in a way in which they're going to mutiny on the head coach. Cause I don't think they're on the verge of doing that. I'm just saying like, maybe they're going to take it. Like it's a personal challenge for the players to just come together yeah. and hold themselves accountable amongst each other and say, forget about Sirianni. It's our jobs now. We know what we got to do. We've been here before. We were on the precipice of hoisting a Lombardi. We were this fucking close. Now let's go and do it. And I tell you what, Eagles start flying around the football on the defensive side. I think everything will start to click for them. I think everything goes with that as the defense goes. If they could even elevate themselves to an upper middle of the pack defense, it would be a scary team to play. I'm going to tell you something right now, too. Uh Oh, Joe's about to put in a fire in a future Philly Super Bowl title. Oh, wow. What a fucking call. What a That's call. my game of the week. That's my what game a, of the week. Plus, <laughs> plus 800 is wow. as good value for a team of that magnitude and that, that caliber. caliber. Yep. That caliber, you should go on the phone and you should place a bet. Responsibly. Right now. I'll do it right now. Because I'm telling you right now, Ticket, I'm telling you right now, this is a team that has the pieces to win Yes. And they have not put it together. Yep. And you have seen in the last two, three weeks, the Dallas Cowboys get dismantled. Yep. You have seen 
the San Francisco 49ers last week get dismantled. And no one is talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. And I am telling you right now, the NFL is a bizarre league. One week you'll look like shit. The next week it could be a Super Bowl contender. The Eagles have the pieces. They've been there before. I like it. I like it a lot. Plus 800 I like it is a lot, Joe. exceptional value. And I'm telling you right now, I would not be shocked if they're in an NFC championship game later on going to the Super Bowl, Tick, wow. and potentially winning it. it all. Just did it. I followed your lead. I tick, have plus think 600. It, tick, think but... about it this way. Tick, as much beef as you have with this Eagles team this year, and Lord knows you've got plenty. You've got plenty of beef with this team. You've got a lot of complaints, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of things that you don't like about this team. And still, in the NFL – the toughest league to play in in the entire world, as far as I'm concerned. They still have how many wins? 11 or 12? 11, how many 11, wins are they? 11. Yeah. 11. 11 wins. 11 wins, and they're probably going to end with 12 or 13. And is and 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 as in bad as you think division with in a how many hard games have they played this? Oh, week? bro, their every, every been single fucking, game been tough. No, the schedule. The schedule. We had one of the easiest schedules in the league this year. No, towards the end of the towards the, the end, half, the second oh, half of the year, we had a we oh, had a second half. The Niners, the Cowboys, the fucking Bills, the Bills, the and Niners, the Cowboys, and that was Did it. We play the Chiefs. Uh yeah, we the played Chiefs. the Chiefs. Listen, I'll just say again. I just want to reiterate: they've won eleven games. They're probably going to win twelve yeah. at worst, thirteen at best, and this team is primed because they have the experience in the playoffs. I love that plus 800 bet. I'm telling you right is now. Is that just to win the conference or is that to win, to the, win, win the Super Bowl? Okay. I had plus 600. Okay. I just put I it still in. Like I, it. I just put it in. Okay. But, but um, I'm telling you right now, take that speech from Jalen Hurts, that just that tingled my fancy. I tell you right now. Yeah. That team, if they get a little bit hot at the right time, they can I, win this. I they agree with you, but it's oh, going to, it, you know what it's going to take? It's going to take exactly what Mikey just said. It is going to take a players only meeting. If that doesn't happen, we can kiss our future bet goodbye. But if that does it happen, will. if it, that it does I'm happen, not even it's got to be an official meeting. No, 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 I hear you. Just where the players get together and say, you know, fuck this guy. I agree. Um, but that being yeah. said, God, I mean, I guess Joe just made his his claim with the with the bet. Would you honestly take take the Eagles right now? I mean, do you really think they're going to win the Super Bowl? I, that's great odds. I yes. think too. You think I, the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl? That would I be think, your pick right I think now. they're one of four or five. I think they're in the upper tier of teams that could win. Wow. Yeah, I think team, there's – I'm not going to – I would place the wager on them because I think it's tremendous value. Yeah, but right. I'm not going to go against the team that I've been saying all year I believe is going to be – The Ravens. Ball, which the is Ravens. the Baltimore Ravens. I can't go off of that, especially now. Who do you I, think – I that... mean, I won't go off at number one because it's the team – it's the team that I gave out number two. I mean, they just fucking whooped San Francisco, who I – was obviously very fond of as well. So I got to say, but the value plus 800 for the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles got the most experience, uh, you know, the, aside from the Niners, but Purdy doesn't have pl any playoff experience. He, he played a quarter and he got hurt. Who would you, you know, pick? Hurts made it to the mountaintop, but he, he couldn't get to the summit. Yeah. Who would you it's pick? It's plus 325 for the Eagles the to Ravens win the though. NFC championship. Yeah. Who would you pick the to, Ravens to win to play? the NFC? It's, yeah, it's 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 the Niners or the Eagles in my eyes. Yes, and wow. uh, I I would love to see Good. that game. I'll put it. I'll put it. Here. I would love to see the Niners and the Eagles. A play. And by the way, you don't think that if there's a rematch, the Eagles got some sour fucking grapes after getting blown out by the Niners earlier this year. You don't think that they're. Oh, you don't. Really? You don't, like you don't think, think that so. the Eagles are going to have that 
under their skin. Yeah, but you could flip that, though, and you could say the Niners are going to fucking come out for blood because of what happened in the NFC title game Sometimes last year. when you blow a team out, it's you true. think you own them, and you come out maybe resting on your laurels a little bit. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, fair enough. Um, all right, guys. Well, moving on. A couple nights ago, Raiders took on the Chiefs, and the Raiders just picked up where they left off. They uh, walked into Arrowhead, won 20-14. to 14. Um, Joseph, what would you see there? You're seeing real frustration from a Chiefs team that hasn't faced true adversity in a long time. And um, Ever. It's, notice it's noticeable. Um, it's quite frankly a little bit embarrassing seeing guys throw helmets. And these are friends of the program, by the way. So I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be dismissive, but Kelsey throwing helmets on the sidelines. A few weeks ago, you had Mahomes, you know, throwing a fit. Um uh, Andy Reid having to basically nudge tra Travis and be like, "What? What's going on here? Yeah. Dissension, frustration, disappointments." Matt Nagy. Um, uh, no, I'm going to tell you two words: Taylor Swift. Yeah, Matt Nagy you, and, and Taylor by, by Swift. Way, yep. I tell you what, man. People think it's funny and shit. There is so much distractions around this team right now, and if you don't think that that's a distraction. That, that you don't think Travis Kelsey's play has significantly worsened since this whole... He's getting but old. Is that, He's getting dude, old, he was bro. putting up... He was. Last, he was. He was. Yeah, but you know what, though? In the Super Bowl, in the playoffs last year... He was. It's not even a year ago. You're right. He You're was right. unbelievable. Right. Even at the beginning of the season, he was putting up numbers. There's so much distraction, so much bullshit, so much media attention you're telling me it, it has got to be a problem at some point and i'm not saying anything any ill will to taylor swift but they got the kids version of the uh, uh, uh they got a taylor cam on the <laughs> fucking football game like they, this team should they should they should ban her from coming to the games and get back to focusing on playing football because right now offensively this team is a mess and the Raiders defense played as good a game as you can play, but they're the Raiders. They're not like, they're not the Niners. They're not like a perennial team. Mahomes was running for his freaking life. And he made two or three plays that got first downs that if you had any other quarterback, maybe aside from Lamar Jackson under center, that is a sack for 10, 15, 20 yard loss. And he somehow found ways to get first downs, but they just kept shooting themselves in the foot every time fourth down couldn't convert fourth down couldn't convert mistakes sloppy play this chiefs team is in bitter turmoil right now and i tell you what i would even put them in the top five teams in the afc right now yeah mikey this <laughs> is this is a very quickly this is a raiders team that has galvanized under the new coach antonio pierce as soon as they let that clown walk They've galvanized around Antonio Pierce. They believe in each other. They're playing as a total and complete unit. The defense, we talked about flying to the football like Baltimore was. Rosby. You won't oh. see a team fly to the ball the way the Raiders defense is flying to the ball right now. Incredible. On the flip side, the Chiefs are in uh, they they are in life support mode right now. They are. And, yeah. and people might want to tell you, oh, calm down. Oh, it's Mahomes. They'll figure They've had a chance to figure it out now. This isn't something new. They've been looking, they've been trending this way for weeks. So let's see. Let's see. They could, could they miss the playoffs? I don't know. I don't know. The public is still going to bet on them like crazy. 
Yeah. This is right. this is an opportunity right now. You want to make money from a handicap step. Not that I know anything about that, but I would say right now, keep a real close eye on any lines with the Chiefs. I think I took and the I would, Raiders last week. You did. You did. You did. I actually yeah. took the Chiefs. I thought the thing would bounce back, but 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 I thought you took the Raiders also. There is some. Uh, normally, I would. There is for some reason there is a love of the public to bet on this team. And even like, you know, Bob, Bob will bet on the chiefs 10 times out of 10. He yeah. refuses to get, don't go against them. And they just don't reward you as a, as a public better. They, they don't cover big spreads. They're always favored by more than they should be. And this year they're actually losing games. They're not even last year. They were winning games and not covering spreads this year. They're losing games. Let me tell you something about Bob real quick, real quick. Cause we got to move on. Bob loves to talk Bob. about how the Jet is the biggest mush alive. Bob is the biggest mush alive. This guy, whatever he oh. picks, go the other way. I've spent go many, Apple. I've spent many a nights at his place, and he gets riled up, and we're taking picks from either Diamonds or from Mikey, and we're, like things are going well. And he goes, "How about a second half bet?" And he goes totally rogue, and I follow him, and we lose everything we've worked hard for. Uh, that guy, and then the whole NBA <laughs> unders thing that he did that you guys <laughs> talked about on the brilliant. Oh show, my that is, god, that's the that's sickest horrible. thing I've ever heard. On every game under, unbelievable. But moving on, but Tick, you you know it's it's like the the pot calling the kettle black. You've gone over for fourteen in your last fourteen games. Those are my week. game of the weeks. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, sure, absolutely. <laughs> I think in real, I think in real life, when you sit down and bet with me, I'm not much better, but I'm. Better than Bob, and I'm better than Jeff. I'll but give anyway, you that. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, but anyway, moving on back to the Chiefs. I agree with everything Joe said. I, I, I'll take it a step further. I don't think it's just Taylor Swift. I think, man, every fucking commercial is Travis Kelsey, and then you, you mix in some with even Andy Reid, State Farm, Andy Reid, and Patrick Mahomes. These guys got to cut the shit. They're making enough money from football. Cut the shit. Get back to the playbook. Get back to practice. Fucking figure it out. Enough with the commercials. You know what the Chiefs We're have, sick of you. You know what the Chiefs have become? You know what the Chiefs have become now, Tick? They've become like, they've become to a degree, and not because you can do it in football, you can't like in baseball, but they've become like, like a Yankees type of team where unless you're a diehard Chiefs fan, like I'm fucking rooting against the Chiefs every week. I, I'm, sure. so, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I just, they're becoming very easy, easy to dislike. They really okay. are becoming easy to dislike. Nobody's going to feel bad for you. Nobody is going to feel bad for the Chiefs. So when you're showing, uh, you know, Mahomes' wife and, and Swift in the box and they're crying and Mahomes is like getting, I don't know if he was crying. I don't know. Whatever sideline antics were going on that Joe spoke about before, um, nobody's going to feel bad for you. Nobody. Nobody's going to sure. feel bad for you because you were the big bad Chiefs. You got the half a billion dollar quarterback with the with the gigantic compound mansion. You got the tight end, uh, the all world tight end who's dating the biggest celebrity in the world. Nobody is feeling bad for the Kansas City Chiefs. Nobody. I agree. So the Chiefs got to rally somehow, but I don't know if they could do it. I don't know if they could do it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they're built like that. I've never seen them face adversity like this. And you so know what? Know. Mikey, it seems like all the teams that the teams no. that they're playing are playing like exceptional football against them too. Like they're all rising to the occasion. Like everybody wants a them. shot of at them. Of course. I mean, they're always going to have a huge target on their back. That I yeah. mean, that goes without saying. Um, but that doesn't mean that you're going to look the way. I mean, they look. They looked incompetent for an entire half against the Chiefs, against Andy, the Raiders. I'm Andy, sorry. I said it that last, whole first half they looked incompetent. Yeah, I said it last week, and it stands true. Andy Reid 
anytime he's got adversity, when not everything is rolling his way, when frustration enters the locker room, he's never been good at that. Go back to the Eagles. Go back to, I mean, now look at the Chiefs. He's you never been good at managing that. Take it said it like a week or two. never been good at doing that. Um, And Patrick Mahomes also doesn't help that he's throwing some of the weakest passes I've ever seen in my entire life. He's throwing it up absolute ducks that the defense doesn't even have to work. He's putting it right in their fucking bread basket. So they're, they're an absolute mess. But at least they're making the bag from all the State Farm commercials. Good for them. Um, We got to move here, guys. Let's move right on into the viewer questions. Let's get to some of these. Um, Sergio Martinez wants to know next NFL season, worst total game of the week punishment. So whoever has, you know, we're held accountable for our games of the week. We come up with a a fantasy football style punishment. What should that look like? What should that be? Mikey? I think that it could be some these things, you know, I'm not into these, these, these punishment things. I'm really not. I could do without them. (laughs) If it were up to me, I'd say the loser, the guy with the worst record has to take the other two gentlemen out to a dinner of their choosing and they have to float the entire bill. That would be like at a nice, a nice place. Now, a nice place. Now, I, now, see, I'm not going to be like, if I was not the loser and like, let's say Joe or ticket was a loser, I wouldn't be the jerk off to buy like, like a, a glass of King Louis the Thirteenth. I'm not saying I'm gonna I'm gonna pillage <laughs> these people, but I'm just saying like a normal hey. dinner, a couple of glasses of wine, a martini. Hey, a Louis, Louis Trez is nice. Sure is. <laughs> you see, Joe would do some shit. And if like you that. lose, Joe I'm gonna make sure Mikey like that. orders that. If Joe loses, Mikey's getting the King Louis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's been red fucking hot, so I don't. Joe would not, not this year. Joe. Joe I have. I have. I actually have an. I have an idea. We we're a we're a few gentlemen who pride ourselves on our ability to eat. I think the loser should do a food challenge of the other two's choosing, either a donut, either a that's donut, a either that's a, a donut See, that's challenge a that's that's, a that's recorded and filmed mm-hmm. and put in one of the episodes of the Sportsman as a yep. segment. God, I hope it's Mikey then because he he can eat, man. That guy, it's entertaining to watch. Oh, who the fuck? This is the pot, the pot calling the kettle black here. <laughs> I heard about that order at the fucking stateside alley. Or that was horseshit, by the way. That, that was, was absolute. That was a pretzel job. I only ordered half that shit. Um, take it. Welcome. Take it. I believe you. I, I, I do believe you because I, I know the press. Like, I, the, the one viewer, one viewer messaged me actually with an idea saying that for our picks, if we all are consensus on the same game, like if we pick a game and we all like one, we should call it like the sportsman lock of the week. And if there's multiple, there's multiple, but we should sure. list those out as well. Like, ah, ones I kind of like that. I, I like, like that, that too. I like that too. Um, all right, let's move on to one more question and then we'll get out of here. Um, this is, this is a funny one. This is what comes from Joseph Wisnowski. Wisnowski. Michigan is offering little Dom a scholarship for football, but OSU doesn't. <laughs> Are you sending him? Uh, no. <laughs> what the hell? And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Because if Michigan is offering that him is sco- preposterous. <laughs> if Michigan is offering him a scholarship for football, that means some other good programs have to be offering him a scholarship for football. He'll go now. Chris Spielman, a famous Ohio State Buckeye, his father actually. Michigan offered Chris Spielman and Chris Spielman said, dad, you know, I want to go play. uh, I want to go play for Michigan. And Chris Spielman said that his father looked at him dead in the eye and he said, you traitor. I tell you where you're going to go. You're going to go right down route 57 and play for the Buckeyes (laughs) in Columbus because they were from Ohio. And his father called him a fucking traitor. Spielman went on to be one of the greatest Buckeyes in history. 
that I'm sorry, Dom has freedom of choice on anything he wants. That is a big no-no. Absolutely not. I'm sorry. I Dom actually think not. Dom would look great in blue and yellow. I think he'd look Fuck great. off, Joe. Fuck off. With those and curls? It's maize, it's maize and blue, out of respect. It's maize what, and blue. What if, what if Michigan so. had... Fuck them. What if Michigan had the best medical program in the world and he wants to be a doctor and he gets accepted to Michigan for their medical? The <laughs> I mean, is this guy not, not allowed to go? Ticket. We'll save that. We'll save that for another viewer question. Okay. That's not the question. Gentlemen, good one. Fire those questions into the Instagram and we will make sure to answer them next week. Uh, until next week, that's another episode of The Sportsman. 